Hello, world. Welcome to this week's episode of Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz coming at you. Sleazy, two weeks in a row, live golf. It's been great. Things are back. It's nice to have golf, obviously. And the two weeks that we've had, I feel like the first two events couldn't have gone better. Like the leaderboards have been just jam-packed on Sundays going into both final rounds. I mean, you look around, there was like eight, 12 guys within one or two shots of the lead, both tournaments. It's been really fun, really fun to have it back. Nice to have those Sunday sweats with the gambling uh, as well since it's been so long. Yes, it was. And it was a ex- very exciting finish, um, to say the least. Webb Simpson's putter just got on fire and could not miss on the back nine. Was able to get to 22 under par with a one-shot win over one of your guys, Abe Answer. Which we will get to a little bit later in the show. But, dude, watching Abe Answer and watching Webb Simpson go around the course, like, Abe's ball striking couldn't have looked cleaner, couldn't have looked more effortless. I mean, dude, he hit 65 of 72 greens in regulation, including 18 of 18 in the final round. And Webb is unbelievable player, top five player in the world. But his action doesn't look one that's like, mm-hmm. you know, super smooth and one you would emulate. Like every shot I watch him hit, it looks like he's trying to save it and he's got the weird follow through and stuff. But when you roll it like that, doesn't matter what you do. He makes putting look so easy. I saw he only missed one putt inside of seven feet for the entire week and he made a bazillion feet of putts throughout the week. So. Turned into a shootout out there. Yes, it was. And fun little stat. Um, goes back quite a ways, but 38 times the leader or co-leader has shot 65 or lower on Sunday. 37 times they've won. The only person that didn't, Abe Answer. My guy, Abe. And all I was looking for was a freaking win out of what I got. I got Tyrrell Hatton. I got Abe Answer. Both of my guys, my 50 to 1 long shots to win at the beginning of the week. Both of them are tied for the lead going into the final nine. I was like, please, God, just one, just give me one of these dudes. One wipes off, like cleans the entire slate. And of course, Webb goes and makes like five birdies out of seven holes, ends up winning. Should have won. You putt like that. I don't care how you hit it. You're going to win. But he hit it good on top of that, too. But yeah, Abe, just watching him hit it, man, I was really blown away. I'm high on that guy going forward. He looked. So good out there. Yeah, so, another, so like calm too. Yeah, and another big week for Daniel Berger, T3 after after winning at Colonial. Um, and it's been exciting. It's so fun to watch. The only thing that I thought was unfortunate was Harbor Town in June does not play like Harbor Town in, in uh, April. Yeah, I mean, normally you're seeing guys like if you get into double digits, you know, sometime around the weekend, you're in the hunt. This time it was like guys were teeing off and they were in eighth place. And by the time they actually teed off in the afternoon, they were in. 31st like you had to go out and shoot four or five under just to even keep pace so harbor town didn't quite have the same teeth to it still a fun course just felt like still a different course than what we see but just felt like the strategy and stuff like that was a little bit you know removed or not as important as it's been in years past and that it was so soft and and zero if you zero give them win. soft greens and no yeah. wind they're gonna kill anywhere they go i mean the cut almost snuck to five under par on friday yeah you shoot even but, you mess around the first day and just kind of pitter patter around shoot even par miss some putts make some putts you got to go out and shoot four the next day just to be around for sure but uh it was an exciting event congratulations to webb simpson on his seventh seventh win of his career and they have been some big ones to go along with the players championship in the u.s open and a fedex cup playoff event probably the least talked about guy and now he's moved into the top five in the world rankings the guy that's least talked about and like when you're going into major tournaments big tournaments uh, in terms of like, who's the favorite. I feel like he's never brought up. It's the same guys over and over. And now he's, he's on his way, dude. Like if you look at his career right now, that's like a borderline hall of fame career. Yeah. He's uh he's impressive. He just gets it done. It's not the prettiest, prettiest thing. You put him next to Roy McElroy or even Abe answer last week. It doesn't quite look the same, but Hey, his scores lower than most everyone's every week. He tees it up. Mm-hmm. So big things coming for Webb. Congratulations to him on the win. Yeah, Colt, but before we get to our guest this week, not the only major happening in golf was at Harbortown this week. My man, BG, came through, slid a little ace piece into the mix this weekend. A costly ace, but an ace nonetheless. I mean, it's to the point now where my friends are just jerks, and so when you make a hole-in-one, it's like almost punishment. Yeah, so, it's, it's one of those things like when you make it, you're all excited and everyone's happy. And then you start doing the math on it. You're like, okay, that person's on property. That's going to yeah. be a ton of that dude's here. Shit. All right. That's another couple hundred. This guy, you start doing the math. You're like, maybe it wasn't worth making this thing. Yeah. So I'll set the scene for you. Number 11, upper course at Whisperock, playing with some buddies that, that you know. Mr. Football, Johnny Manziel was in the group and uh, the singer Kelly James was in town. So we all go out. Stars having, were out. We have, a, we have a sixth fun fun match. Get to the 11th hole, 172 yards, downwind. Hit an eight iron, got a nice little kick forward off the hill. Well, we still have the PVC pipes in the cup. So you could see the ball like kind of change directions, it looked like. And I'm like, oh, it lipped out. I'm like, thank God it lipped out. I was like, this would be expensive. And so obviously we're playing a little gambling game. I'm going alone, going to win this hole most likely. We get up, we park the cart, walking. We get like 10 yards from the green. And Johnny goes, 
dude, that ball's in the hole. And I'm like, oh, God, you can only see like half the ball. And I'm like, oh, God, this is not good. We get up there, and the, the P- PVC pipe on 11 was like an inch higher than all the rest. So, like, only half the ball was in the cup. Another half was sticking out, and I was like, oh, my God. And they just Here went we nuts. go, yeah. And Johnny was all of a sudden was like, oh, guess I'm drinking today. And, oh, man, we go to the clubhouse. They all order cocktails. Then they decide it's funny to order around in 1942 shots. Of course. Then we make our way down to Isabella's. Great spot next to Greyhawk. And apparently my tab just stayed open all evening. Yeah, there should be a rule, I feel like, in a hole-in-one, especially since there's no hole-in-one insurance where we play. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get to have that. So you're on the hook for all of it. The The rule should be as soon as you leave property, it's a wrap. Like, no, the statute of limitations is not extended to the rest of the day. And like, yeah. hey, we can go to dinner and you'll pay for everything. And then maybe we go, you know, out later that night and you pay for all that. But our friends are idiots and that's mm-hmm. the way they operate. So. I'm, I'm fine with if there's other groups in the clubhouse after the round buying them a round of drinks. But once we leave site and people start showing up from other places, like Jeff Quinney calls me and he's like, are you buying? Quinney. I mean, he drives Quinney. across the country to come yeah. have some free cocktails. I'm in San Diego. I'm like, okay, this, we got to draw the line somewhere here. But needless to say, it was a really fun day. Sunday sucked. It hurt really bad. Um, but it was a blast. Hole in one, number nine. Number nine. Good for you. One more. You one more. Fill up both hands. Mm. That'll give you, that'll give you, um, you just, just stop hitting iron so good. You know what I mean? I mean, I was aiming at that's it. That's why I aim for bunkers. Might not yeah. look like I'm aiming for them, but that's where I'm aiming. You just don't want to I make haven't had to one. pay shit yep, in exactly. forever. Brilliant idea. God, yep. you're smart. Always ahead of the curve. More than just a hat rack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Believe that. Love it. Well, let's get to our guest. Yes. This is a special one. Our first non-athlete. Right. Ever in, on Golf any, Subpar. Any sort. Yes. Yep. So you might not know his face, but you'll definitely know his voice. Mr. Bob Minery sat with us in studio, and <laughs> it's interesting. I love the guy. Oh, it's this dude came out of nowhere. I didn't really know much about his backstory until started digging in, getting to know him. He's been in Scottsdale here for the last like month or so. I didn't know how he like came up. Really, really pretty crazy story about how he went from where he was in his life to where he is now. It happened so quickly, which we'll get into right now. But yeah, definitely uh, an interesting interview, fun interview. Shout out to Bob for doing it. Uh, great dude. Have some good times with him. Big golfer, but a uh, colorful interview as well. But before we get to Bob Minery, Sleazy, You've got a word from our official sponsor. Yes, the boys at Roman. This is very important. Anyone who's dealt with erectile dysfunction knows how awkward it can be to talk about in person. Nobody wants to go to their doctor and say, hey, doc, my dong's not working right. So luckily, there's a simple, convenient solution to get the treatment you need without leaving the couch. Our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need right from home. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that the treatment is right for you, your medication can be shipped right to your door with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman... There are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, stay home, go get, go to roman.com slash subpar for a free online visit and free two day shipping. That's getroman.com slash subpar for a free online visit and free two day shipping. Hi everyone. Before we get to Bob Menery, I just wanted to give you a heads up. This episode is a little more vulgar than our normal episodes. So viewer discretion is advised, but I still hope you enjoy Bob Menery. All right. Here we are. We have a very special guest in studio today, social media superstar, voice of Buffalo Wild Wings, the man behind Ripper Magoo, Mr. Bob Minery. Welcome to the show, my brother. I wish there was more than that. It's always just the Buffalo Wild Wings plug. I always wish it was more. Like, you could keep going on with more things that I do, but it's always like, Instagram guy and the voice of Buffalo Wild Wings. I honestly didn't know how to intro you. I was like, what do you want to be called? Like, is it influ- I don't know. Some people don't like influencer. If, if I, I ask that question, if I'm an influencer, the world's in big trouble. Good point. So uh, I don't well, want to. what be- are you then? I th- I'd like to I think thought that's that, what you yeah you give are. us your job description oh god I think I'm a I think I try I, mean, I think I'm a comedian but again I've never done stand up <laughs> so I have no idea I'm a guy with a good voice that found something that nobody had really ever done before and did it and then got a bunch of 12 year old 13 year old boys rallying behind congratulations me and, you yeah, have an, thanks you know you have an army of them we have an army yeah and they 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 I put them to good use sometimes when I need to pull the trigger and get those guys behind my back for a certain something whether it be locking up a girl that I'm really interested in yeah you know perfect. you know that's I use them for that but uh, yeah it's been a very interesting uh, past few years so. well you can add this to the list you're the first non athlete on golf subpar ooh yeah no way big, yeah well, this first is a big of moment. all first of all yeah. by the way I know that uh, I think Johnny Manziel might be a 
mutual friend of you guys. And when you say <laughs> I'm not an athlete, by the way, just let you know, don't don't come and fuck with me in the bowling lanes at Skylands. I've heard about this. Because I fucked up Johnny for some I serious I love cash. that. Let's talk about that for the next hour. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I'll start off by saying Johnny was cocky and arrogant. Shocking. That doesn't sound like Johnny. Can we swear on here? <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you want. Okay, cool. <laughs> Johnny was here? talking shit, and uh, the first game he absolutely annihilated me in bowling, and then he beat me for like $1,500. And then what I did was I went to texted him at like five in the afternoon yesterday, and I said, "Hey, let's play another game. Meet me at fucking Skylanes, <laughs> and let's can go. Bring your wallet." And he did. So I beat him three games in a row, and then he brought me over. He's like, "Oh, you want to go play that basketball game over there?" I'm like, "No, no, no. no I'll pick. I my want your money. You want to run the forty yard dash? Yeah. No, no, we're not doing that either. No, 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 no." So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun though. I, I feel that Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been here once for the waste management, which you guys obviously. Mm-hmm. Are, are familiar with and uh this this town is it's fucking vegas on steroids it's, on steroids you compare it to vegas on steroids yeah that old town like i made the i made the mistake <laughs> that old town that place if i ha- i mean i wish i had gotten an airbnb a little bit further away i'm literally one step away and for anybody that doesn't know what old town is it's this group of bars that's like it's basically a college crowd yeah. right mm-hmm. Um, that it's known for. It's just, it's wild. And, uh, but now with everything going on, you got to be a little more careful with going out and everything. So which, you've enjoyed your time. You've had a hell of a run. Yeah. I had a hell of a From run. What I understand. Yeah. You played a lot of golf. I did. Been here. I did play a lot of golf actually. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to Fuge and, and, and everybody here. You guys introduced me to Brian Erlacher, who I would also like to say, um, not so sure about his five handicap, by the way, <laughs> since this is a golf show. He uh, uh, texted me after y'all got set up. You played that day at what Scottsdale National. Is that where you guys played? Yes. Yeah. He texted me. He's like, ask Minery how it went today. A little birdie told me it didn't go well. Well, I was a 12 handicap. He's a five handicap. So, you know, when you never play a game with somebody, it's a little like, all right, let's feel this out a little bit, you know, whatever. So I uh, first shot rope a drive down the middle, 300 yards. Second shot, I hit it. Back, spins back to this far away. Almost an eagle on the first hole. Ever playing with Brian. We're playing a pretty decent-sized money mm-hmm. game. So he's like, you know, you can tell. He's already starting to talk shit like, yeah. really, your handicap's yeah, 12. 12, whatever. So I played like the best front nine of my life. And I made the mistake, because I'm a gentleman, of readjusting the game. I readjusted the game. I was up fucking killing him on the front nine. He was depressed, sad. He was probably texting his wife or whatever I don't fuck he was doing. And uh, basically adjusted the game, and then the back nine, he just fucking rocks me. And then we play again, 12 handicap, 5 handicap. You saw my game. Mm-hmm. I fell to shit. I'm retiring from golf. I lost, like, I bought him new kitchen cabinets. <laughs> and those, in, in Brian Urlacher's house, kitchen cabinets are very expensive. Yes, so, they that are. ain't a small house. Yeah. So, no, he, uh, he does very well. But let's start a little bit at the well, beginning. Quickly. Oh, hold on, sorry. It's Ooh, been sorry. a profitable trip for you to Scottsdale. You are just telling oh, us yeah. right before we came on. You got to tell this story because it's wild. But what just happened to you the other day, you're trying to kill an hour of yeah. the day, basically. Take it from there. Okay, so basically, I've, I, I, I like to think that I'm in the Truman Show, okay? Because I came to Scottsdale sure. with the intention of staying for three days. That's it. I'm like, <laughs> three days, I'm in and out. Let's just say this. I've been here a total now 41 days. I have not left. Okay? It happens. Yeah. So basically, I was going to – I was going to leave again, right? And you know the Truman Show, right? Like, Truman's trying to get out of there, and nothing will let him leave because they want to keep him in that bubble, in that show. So I go to the casino, talking stick. I bring Aaron, my buddy, and uh, I said, Aaron, here's $2,000. Go play poker. Anything you lose, don't worry about it. Anything over 2000 I get 70%. You get 30%. You can go kill whatever. We got to kill an hour. I'm sitting at this table like a fucking grandmother playing Keno, okay? Because I'm getting a little work done, right? Keno. I don't even know what Keno is. I don't even know either. But yeah. I fucking, I bet, you know, max you could. I bet like $20 a Keno spin, right? So basically, I picked like... Close my eyes, seven numbers or something like that, $20 bets. So you know how it works. You, like, press it. It's like, beep, 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 beep. All the things come up, and I'm just on my phone. Then you keep pressing it again, whatever. Long story short, I'm on my phone, and it makes, like, this weird fucking noise, the machine. I'm like, all right. So I look over. Bam. $70,000. That's American money. American USD. money. So I texted Aaron. I said, let's get the fuck <laughs> out of here now. <laughs> Uh, pack up. And this is the best thing. Aaron uh, has worked with me for four months. And uh, the best answer was, I was like, Aaron, let's leave. I want $70,000. He goes, 
Yo, bro, can I just finish up a few more hands? I'm like, <laughs> no. Aaron. With your own no. with your money? Your one two no limit game right <laughs> yeah. now is not relevant. We're leaving. So it's been it's been good. Now, obviously after taxes, it's like what has it come down to like thirty five thousand. We're not math. We're Something not like really that, so. math I mean it depends guys. on how much you claim. It's yeah. no big deal. Depends Don't worry. No one from the IRS. What tax bracket to the are show? you in, by no. the way? Let's get to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll skip that. Well if you look actually if you look at uh the, my, if you Google what my net worth is, yeah. it's right on point. Eighty six million dollars it says if you Oh wow. I'd yeah. pick for an eighty-five guy. You're doing better and, than that. And I it's uh, it's off by eighty-six million. <laughs> Perfect. So they're way off there. I love it. Well, you grew up in <laughs> grew up in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Moved moved to L.A. What age you moved to L.A.? Um, I moved to L.A. I believe I moved to L.A. so many times. I moved to L.A. at twenty-one years old. Moved back to Boston, then back to L.A., back to Boston, back to L.A. Um, but I moved there officially for the first time at twenty-one years old. Was going to take over the acting world. I was dialed and determined to be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. And Moved how did to go? Hollywood to be an actor? Never. I want to hear this story. I've never heard it. Yeah, no, story be, like this before in my life. It's not a story. It's just <laughs> a train wreck. I mean, I went to to be an actor comedian. I always wanted to do it. The problem was, I just had a lot of like fear. I was very scared. Like I couldn't like I wanted to be a stand up com- comedian, but I, I I couldn't get on stage. Like I would go to open mics, sit there, sign my name up, and you know when they go down the list, and it's like, all right, you're getting closer to coming up. I'd be like freaking out, and then I'd get up and like leave. I honestly think bail. that has to be one of the most terrifying jobs in the world. I haven't done it yet, and and I think I want you to do. I it. think now that I'm actually getting more comfortable with everything, because it comes with like you know you get more confidence as things start to happen. And so I want to make a, I want to do a live tour. I want to take like our podcast on the road. I want to you know do live stand up comedy and stuff. I mean, I say that I'll probably run out of the uh, stand up room again, but um, yeah. So it's been it's it's been a very good run here. What about the acting? So you go down there, you want to be actor, comedian. Were you auditioning, doing like what? What does that look like? I have no idea. If I moved to LA and be like, I want to be an actor, how does that work? You're asking me? Yeah. Oh, you tried uh, it, didn't you? Well, he's not yeah. asking me. I ain't asking. Yeah. yeah. No, no. You're asking me. I'm saying it like because I didn't. I don't have the answer. I mean, I, I went out there. T- I, I was. The, by the way, I was the luckiest person on planet Earth. I hit at a random time at two in the morning. Was sitting next to my buddy after being completely defeated in Los Angeles. I was sleeping in a car for two months. Rock bottom. I, my buddy <laughs> finds me in a car sleeping. He's like, you got to go back home. You got to go to Boston. Calls my parents at 28 years old. I fly back home to Boston and um, with nothing. I go to apply for a job after being home in Boston at Leary's Liquor Store uh, for $11 an hour. And um, they took my application. They, they didn't hire me. They passed. Big mistake, I think, though. Yeah, I think yeah. Leary's would have Leary's would have been booming right now. Sold some you would have drank your paycheck away. Leary's, now. you know when like teams like make the mistake and not go with that draft pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. Leary's fucked up. Yeah. That liquor store Leary's fucked up. Drafted they, Sam Bowie. They took the yeah. other guy, and it's not yeah. it's not the same result. Uh, but basically, yeah, went back to uh, you know went to my buddy's party. I get a text, and he's like, "Yo, you want to come be in my music video?" And again, yep. I'm like, "Yeah, obviously you got 2,200 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. Let's go, let's do this." <laughs> this is it. So I go. I'm an extra in the music video. You see, like my fingernail in the fucking video. Big oh, camp. you're fist pumping at the start. Oh yeah, I've seen you it. seen it? You I've saw it? it? You saw it? Saw it? Who's the musician? What, what video? Mike Costito, who's actually a very, very, very talented kid. He actually has a quarter million subscribers on YouTube. I just say that, and I don't know if he gets mad at me, but I always make the story like. Yeah, yeah. No, you got your minimize, drink in the air in the front door. I've seen it. I've you, seen you it. You need an extra who's going to be a party animal? I'm your fucking <laughs> Send, guy. Yep, and I'm still yeah. willing to do it. Okay? <laughs> so anybody out there that wants me as an extra in their music video, I'm fucking well, in. Colt and I got a little something in the works. We'll talk to you about it. Done. And it's free. Video. It's off air, though. Yeah, yeah. Can't um, people. But I was sitting next to this kid named uh, David Justin and uh, never met him before. And he took out his cell phone. I was bombed, blacked out, still in drug party mode. Um didn't kick that habit till later, and uh, took out his phone and basically went to bed. I did my shtick that I always did while I was sitting on the couch. I was like, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, tonight ESPN, did my whole little thing that I always did over and over again for you know, years to my friends. It never went anywhere, but that day it did, and uh, it went viral on the internet. The next day, my phone was like, bling, 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 kept like blowing up like crazy, and uh, I had witnessed what it was like to go viral on the internet, which was very so- interesting. So why did it go viral off David Justin's? Like, who is who is David Justin? So David Justin had a connection at Bro Bible, and Bro Bible was the first person to put it out there, and that got shared by a bunch of people, and um, yeah, and then from there it just kind of went. I don't know, it just went viral. Yeah. So I remember I had like three. I was playing golf with Don Stanley at a member guest that day, and. Uh, 
my phone was like going off and he had paid $2,500 for this member guest to have me there. And uh, I was on my phone the whole time. He's like, what are you fucking doing on your phone the whole time? I'm like, I don't know, Don. Something's happening. I'm like, something's happening <laughs> I don't, I don't right know, now. Don. I'm, like, Something important. I'm like, Don, I don't know. It's like, I get like this thing, William Morris Endeavor. What is this? Why are they calling? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I just, he's like, put your phone away. So I, I, I put my phone away in the car and went and played the uh, 18 holes of golf. Went back in the car, checked my phone. I had 316 missed calls. That's from incredible. Whatever it was, managers, agents, fucking newspaper people. It was just weird to go viral. So yeah, I mean, well, I, there was just the point where like my parents downsized to a two bedroom apartment. So they were thrilled at 28 years old when their son comes mm-hmm. knocking the door, and be like, "Mom, Dad, I'm home. <laughs> Here What's we go. For dinner? Home, and I'm yeah. gonna work at What's the liquor store. Our bedrooms are right next to each other, and for the next year, I'm gonna be screaming at a vegetarian wide fucking right for the mm-hmm. next fucking year, trying to do this crazy, <laughs> stupid ass thing that I did. Whatever it is. I got one last question about David Justin. So obviously, I mean, if he didn't do that video, none of this might have happened. Do you still have a relationship with this guy at all? Uh, yeah, actually, 100. percent David. Uh, there's two guys that, like, you know, Ernie Giapapas was the guy that found me in the car, literally. Picked me out of the car and was like, you're going home. You're not right. You're going to, like, die if you continue the way you're doing it. And so he's a guy that I've, you know, I am forever in his debt, you know. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with David. I mean, anything he ever needs, I will do whatever I can to help those two guys out 1,000%. Because, yeah, he was the guy that – and then because he also pushed it, too. Like, he talked to Bro Bible and made Bro Bible post it and all that stuff. And so, Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty crazy. That's awesome. That's wild shit. And then, but when rewind back to LA, you're in LA trying to be actor, comedian, or whatever. You're caddying at Wilshire Country. We are a golf podcast. We'll touch a little golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're caddying at Wilshire Country Club. Correct? Number one caddy on the planet, by the way. I was like, gonna say to you, like, this is no offense to you. I looking at you, like, I don't be like, that's the guy I want caddy. I don't feel like you'd be a great caddy. No offense. Well, the famous line, "Don't judge a book by its cover, okay. sir." All right. Well, uh, no, you know, lucky, you just didn't want me on Friday, uh, Saturday mornings. You know, <laughs> that's fair. You, yeah, did, yeah. you didn't want me on Saturday mornings to caddy for you. All right, you know, and uh, uh, fr- well, make that actually Friday mornings to <laughs> Thursday mornings Through. as well. Saturday, Mondays, I was great. <laughs> I was very good on Mondays. Uh, but actually, I loved caddying. I, I met a lot of a lot of cool people out there, and it's actually kind of funny. Is like, you know, you were caddying for guys that were very successful. Guys that were in the entertainment business, guys that were whatever, blah, blah. And now seeing that, like, caddying for those guys and now actually doing deals with some of the guys that I was caddying for, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's fucking bonkers. I still don't process it. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. How, how, why did you pick caddying? Like, most guys, I feel like, go to valet or whatever. You have a background in golf? I walked into Wilshire Country Club. I played golf uh, my whole life. My cousin was a golf pro at Andover Country Club. And I walked into Wilshire Country Club, met the starter, completely lied, told him I caddied it like Augusta, told him I caddied. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. I told him I caddied like Augusta, like all these different places. And he's like, the funny thing is with the caddy job, I don't really think you need to lie. Like they just yeah. need guys. You yeah. got legs. You just like, you got yeah. legs. You can carry golf bags. Uh, there is an art to it, but it's, you know, so uh, yeah, I just lied and uh, hired me. And then I just got in the groove. I mean, look at, you're making cash. You're, you're meeting cool people. It's, you're, you're, for especially when you're an addict, a flexible schedule is very, <laughs> you know, convenient. Um, but yeah, you know, so. Well, that's not the first job you lied to get. You also claim to be an acting coach. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I've <laughs> yeah. lied. I've lied Jesus a lot. <laughs> I've lied a lot, guys. Uh, yeah, definitely did that too. You know, that was more after I went to New York Film School f- uh, for a little bit and uh, studied the craft of acting. And uh, ended up needing to make a little side cash. And so I thought I was uh, Meisner himself. Yeah. And uh, opened up a Craigslist ad and said, anybody that wants some acting <laughs> lessons, come on down. But guess what, guys? You laugh at me? Yeah, it worked. 20 of the, my students, 20 of my acting students... They all came back for a second go around. Love that. So they all What'd came. you charge? Yeah, what was the rate? I was $25 an hour. Oh, damn. Yeah. So Proud you of got yourself. the best. Better than Larry's you, liquor store. You could either go down to whatever it is, Improv Boston, and pay $300 for this thing mm-hmm. with people that know what they're doing, or you can come with me and. I could teach you the ropes. None of them made it, though. None of them I was students. about to say, did anybody, any, any star <laughs> pupils that you had? Uh, Bradley Cooper made it. Okay, <laughs> good. Yeah, that's, that's one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Bradley yeah. Cooper made it. Margot Robbie had a pretty this successful little kid career. Jonah too. Hill, he was a yeah. fat bastard. No, I don't, I don't believe any of them made it yet. Okay, but yet. Yet. But if they, uh, I, I'm always open to uh, bring that back if they need to. 
That's that's awesome. <laughs> that's so good. I went to three weeks of acting school. I basically know how to teach it. Let's yeah, go I, can't, I imagine those guys or guys and girls now are probably like, holy shit, I gave that money to teach that guy money to teach me how to act. Dude, yeah. but you know what's funny? I swear to you, like I actually really am. I, I, I was better at like when I was doing all this stuff because I took it very seriously. Like I have a passion. That's what I've always wanted to do and I will do it. You know, I want to right now I'm trying to write an animated series uh, right now around kind of what I'm doing. Mm. Um, but I want to do... I want to get back into acting, like I said. And I was actually, I believe, because the most important thing, I think especially for, like, beginning actors and whatever, were, like, to just feel comfortable in a room and to, like, you know, the most unattractive thing in acting is when people try and act. So what I was very good at is I was, I can't believe I'm talking about this. I was a made-up acting coach. But, <laughs> but like, like trying to get people to, like, just relax in a room and whatever. I don't know. $150 an hour if anybody wants to come. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about yeah. this right now. <laughs> Colt and I are going to teach people how to be an astronaut now. If, yep. you, if you want to go to the moon, call me and Colt. 150 an hour, we'll show you how to do it. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. So well, obviously, this Instagram thing just blows up. It's insane. You have 2.6 million followers. That's wild. And don't forget yeah. about TikTok either. Oh, TikTok. See, yeah. I don't know about are TikTok. You, we're not. We're like. Am I big on TikTok? Are you kidding me? <laughs> fucking huge on TikTok. I don't even know what I'm doing on there, by the way, which is the new big thing. Like this girl, Addison Ray has like 29 million followers on TikTok, and all they do is it's dance. But I can't dance. So what I just did was I took all my clips and just reposted them on TikTok and like didn't even look at it ever. And before yeah. you know it, I was like 1.6 million followers on there. Why? What's the difference between TikTok and Instagram? You can post videos on Instagram. Dance, what the hell is the music. difference? It's just another platform. Yeah. It's just another platform, I guess, that... Uh, but it skews very young. So I think in anything that you do and is you're always trying to get a younger audience. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And to kind of keep that's the way you build longevity of your business is to keep skewing younger. And so TikTok is filled with kids that sit there on their phone all day and watch videos. So yeah. Yeah. little kid army. Not know. like us. Like we're not we're not fit for TikTok guys, so don't be thinking uh, about breaking. Definitely. I don't want to <laughs> see We're like, not making a TikTok. I don't want to see a subpar TikTok post yeah. being made after Cole's this. Cole's been talking mm -hmm. about it. He's been floating that around mm -hmm. a little bit. Look Actually, you know Cole what? Cole, I think the three of us mm -hmm. at one point should do and I'll tell you what, it will be good eyeballs for this fucking cuz they convert. The TikTok audience when I post my podcast on there, I can track where they come from. Yeah. TikTok has a pretty loyal podcast. I would do it for the brand. 100%. Then, yeah, for the brand. I would right. do it. That's so what we are. There's one that's like brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car or something. It's like a song. <laughs> Perfect. I like the baby. So you yeah, have to baby. learn the moves. Cole's big, I'm a, I'm a country guy. music guy, but we can make it work. Cole, you Cole got to adjust. Like George Strait no. and Garth Brooks. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you guys check. And baby. You check like three days later. It's like subpar podcast <laughs> number one in the world <laughs> now. Uh, after uh, Colt's uh, phenomenal TikTok performance, I think Colt's baby. built for the talk. Give me a couple more of these, and we, oh, we can talk. It. Yeah, this anything's in play. What's this yeah. animated? Give me a quick rundown of this animated series. Um, what are you working on? What I wanted to do was, since I can't really get any of the leagues to approve my product, although I am working on something, I believe it's you know my my whole goal was other two to build this first ever kind of R-rated sports broadcast. You know, yeah. an alternative. I mean, you go to watch the NFL, right? You have one way to watch the NFL right now, right? And people take the NFL very seriously. Like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, you have Buck Aikman, you have Nance and uh, Romo, right? Well, guess what? What happens if, like, you know, look it, you don't want to watch the traditional style of football. You come over to our spot mm -hmm. where we can, you know, I can call a game, I think, truthfully, just as good as any of those guys can out there um, with a little bit of preparation and work. Um, but my idea for it was was to have a you know kind of rotating color commentator, you know. So um, I would have Bob Mannery and say, "I'm shooting high here." But uh, and when you pitch things, you have to shoot really high. Yeah, use, yeah. Use Name big, the biggest you have names. To use possible. big names, yeah, yeah. even though they're like not going to agree to it. Mm -hmm. uh, like Bob Mannery, Steph Curry, quarter one. Bob Mannery, uh, Pat McAfee, quarter two. Bob Mannery, whatever. And then reach rotate in different. So I'm like calling the game, but it's kind of a podcast style. Kind of thing. Now, how do you do that is the question, because how are you going to be able to do that and use the NFL's product? Well, you go through Twitch, for instance. Twitch acquired the rights to Thursday Night Football. Okay, so basically you can go on Twitch, stream Thursday Night Football. You can sit in a little box, Colt. You can basically do whatever you want on there, and you can have your little face on there. And so that's the way I see it. I figure a way that you can go through Twitch. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Scooter Braun came to me a, a eight months ago and, and, and met me and said, hey, I think that the, if we do this right, there's potential to be the biggest fucking streamer 
in the world of sports. And he kind of, we went back and forth on this idea and it kind of went away. And I called him after a little bit of a night out at three in the morning. Uh, he didn't, he didn't answer the call and, uh, repitched the idea to him. And, uh, so we're revisiting it. So I I like it. I I mean, obviously are you trying to do all sports or just football? Well, right now I think you just have to look at what you have access to. So Twitch has the rights to Thursday night football. So I think that's my main focus is to do it just on Thursday night football, um, coming up this season. And I'm going to be able to pull it off. Hopefully. And you're already hated by the PGA tour, correct? I don't know if I'm hated by the PGA tour. I definitely was just like, I mean, what happened with them was I, you know, was just doing what I always do for, you know, doing voiceovers over their product. But this is what I don't get is I getting kids to put down Fortnite controllers and watch golf. Like, and I'm, they're not paying me. So like, what's the harm in this? Now, I guess that like, okay, cool. They take their product very seriously and blah, blah. But again, I'm amassing it. I'm bringing them a whole new fucking audience. That's why it didn't make sense on why they wouldn't let me do it. I mean, the NFL, I have a great relationship with the NFL. The NBA hasn't given me any trouble. Uh, but for some reason, the PGA has uh, probably because the Dustin Johnson kind of videos making fun of his little issues. Mm. Um, but and where Ripper Magoo surfaced from. How often do you get, since obviously this newfound fame, how often do you get noticed when you're like out, like even in Scottsdale? Um, well, Scottsdale is like my target. That, like everybody. Yeah. Because, you know, I kind of, my, part, my brand is kind of like laid back party, have fun, you know. I, it happens. Yeah, it happens a lot. And uh, it's definitely different. Do you enjoy the attention? I, I, I will never, ever, ever. If, I don't care if I'm at dinner. I don't care if I'm at anywhere. I will always do whatever I can to take a picture, to do a video, to do anything for anybody because I'm not like an athlete. I'm without the people that follow me, without the people that I'm a nobody. Mm-hmm. So those are the people that made me be able to start a career off of this. So I will never say no to any requests. So you, you take a ton <laughs> of pictures and all this. Have you signed any autographs? Uh, interesting question. I have been asked to sign autographs, and it's the worst thing in the world to have to say, I, I can't. I, I just don't know how to do it. Like, I don't know how to sign a consistent signature. Is that weird? What do you mean? I don't know. My signature. You sign it every time you go to dinner, you do it. It's the same I know, thing. but every time it's different, though, because, like, it, I mean, I've, tr- like, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've tried to sign it. I mean, it ha- by the way, it doesn't happen often. It's happened like six times. All right. Let's not <laughs> I've act like, I've tried it's to not sign like it. I'm fucking Elvis. Like, I've it's tried to sign my name. I just don't know. It's how. just, I can't have a consistency. I didn't focus really too hard in second grade cursive when they made you write on the, I don't have a consistent signature and you'll tell if I, if you, if I get the, oh, you'll hit this wall, if I get here. the pleasure of signing the wall, you're going you'll to have my pleasure. seventh autograph yeah, of you're, all you're, time. We're on the fence right now. Make sure you put number seven this, below right it. now. Yeah. Number seven below it. Number you seven. You can just scribble it. Dude, People put like, their jersey numbers. You put the number of autographs. I think you're, I think you're overthinking the whole autograph thing. I know. I know I am. But yeah, no. So, uh, I, I normally, if they ask me for an autograph, I'll just say, Hey, can I just do a video for you or something instead? And, and, and do that. Has anyone ever come up to you? You're like, holy shit, like a celebrity or something like that. It's like, yo, I love your videos. Come up to you and been like, I'm a big fan. It's like taking, taking you aback. There's a lot of guys that come up to me sometimes that I don't know who they are. And well, I'll be talking to you and they're like, yo, like love your shit. Like, uh, whatever. And then I'll find out later. It's like, oh, the one of the, you know, the coyote Phoenix coyotes hockey player, or like the, you know, baseball player from Cincinnati or so, a lot of guys I don't know. I mean, normally if it's somebody that, you know, I'm a sports fan, so I know a lot of sports guys. Um, but yeah, I've actually been able to build a pretty good Rolodex of good guys that are, have actually done a lot for me. You know, Shaquille O'Neal is a guy who, you know, came onto our shit. Uh, we had uh, Christian McCaffrey. We've had some pretty good. Mark Cuban, who Mark, I'm a huge fan of. Mark Cuban came on, which actually just happened on a, from a random DM. The way we got Cuban was because normally I'm a psychopath. Like I'll send, especially when I was building all this stuff, I knew the most power. My, my videos take me fucking three minutes to do. So like if I get a video, I'll just not even think about it. I'll just do it. But then I'm like, what do I do with the rest of my 23 hours? And I knew that the most powerful thing you could have is relationships. And so what I did was I made sure that I messaged and used six degrees of separation to kind of network the best way I could to meet every athlete in the world, you know. And uh, and now got a lot of pretty cool guys that I've met along the way that actually helped me big time by coming on my shit or at least, you know, wearing my hats or any of that stuff. So, so you DM Mark Cuban and he responded? Mark Cuban was basically just plain and simple. Some random guy DM me on Instagram. It was like, yo, I can get you Cuban. And I get a lot of DMs on there. So I click on his picture and he looked like he had like money. You know, he looked like a guy that was like, you know, he wasn't just he like, like Colt. Yeah, he looked like he was yeah. exactly like Colt. Yeah. That's what I see. when Handsome, I see yeah. wealthy, and, yep, and, and, sharp. Exactly. All the above. That's what he possessed. Those mm-hmm. traits. 
And uh, I, I responded to the guy. I said, dude, if you can get me Cuban, whatever you need, whatever. And then next thing you know, I am on a group email with Mark Cuban. And Cuban's like, yeah, I'm in. I'm like, uh, amazing. Uh, he's like, when, what, like, what works for you? I'm like, uh, anytime, Mr. Cuban. Starting now. Anything you need. I will drop everything I can to get you on there. But yeah, Mark was a good dude. And uh, he was going to run for president, I think, right? Did he yeah. know you before? There, or he just no, like agreed? It's no. like, oh, here's a dude that wants to talk to me. I'll I do it. I saw Mark Cuban at the Fanatics party um, at the Super Bowl. Didn't say hello to him. I was too nervous. Of course. And he was uh, getting celery sticks, I think, uh, at the buffet. And I was just too scared. I didn't say anything to him. And uh, so but the first time I did meet him and talk to him was on that podcast. And the last time I've spoken to him was That's on that awesome. podcast. That's awesome. He's a legend. He's I love a beast. It. Favorite person you've ever interviewed? You've obviously, as you said, had a lot of big time celebrities. Yeah, who's, who's the best? I, believe it or not, loved Robert O'Neill. Robert O'Neill was the seal who went yeah. in and uh, killed Osama bin Laden. That was the story because the first time I met him was at in New York. I was with, uh, he was just messaged. I think he, no, somebody said that he followed me on Twitter and I messaged him. I said, dude, like respect everything that you guys do and all that stuff and said, I'm in New York. Let's meet up. So we met up for a drink and he brought Dakota Meyer, who is another fucking beast who was he awarded the Medal of Honor mm. uh, for, I believe he has a very interesting story. He was ambushed by um, 200 Taliban. In I think uh, I don't know I don't want to say Afghanistan I think yeah. it was in the Middle East in the Middle East and uh, I think he lost a lot of his fellow soldiers and whatnot but the story is fascinating if you get a chance Dakota's a great guy but I felt very safe that night yeah, I, bet. I mean I was out to dinner with the man who killed Osama bin Laden and the Medal of Honor recipient to my right although I, I did feel safe but then when Robert said you know uh, the Taliban have a ten million dollar bounty on my head right now. I go, oh, cool. So I'm. I don't late. feel safe I got anymore. A thing. Yeah. I got a deal yeah. back in the yeah. crib. Yeah. So, um, he he he's up there, and then uh, obviously I think Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq was another guy who was just the man. And you know, a lot of these guys come in with entourages and all this stuff or whatever. Shaq just came in by himself, and you know, was just a fucking great, great dude. He's, you know, that's why he works with so many brands too. He has, uh, he's just he goes above and beyond for anybody that he works with, and he's just a solid fucking great dude. Who's the guy you've DM'd a bunch of times, haven't heard back from that you want more than anybody? Give me the, what's oh, the number one 1A dream list guest on the Zap podcast? Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, Don't say th there's tons dude. of them. I mean, there's tons of them. I just keep shooting my shot, as they say, you know? I mean, Drake was up there. Um, a few, I mean, yeah, Drake probably. I mean, but the most embarrassing thing is, though, when you actually meet that person and you've sent them 47 DMs. <laughs> And they finally add you on Instagram and then click messages and see that you've sent them 77 messages in a row for the past two years. And you look like a loser. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck. I'm like, and I just say, hey, man, look at you. I'm just grinding. So who was that? Who did that happen with? Uh, fuck. Who did that happen with? I mean, it's just happened so many times. Oh, what wow. I do is when I meet them real quick, I'm like, oh, shit. And Instagram has the unsend button. So mm -hmm. you're allowed to unsend messages. So what mm -hmm. I try and do is meet them real quick. And then before they add me on Instagram or any of that stuff, I just unsend the messages real, real quick. Good idea. Try and get rid of them. That's a good feature on mm. the gram. Mm. Unsend. By the yes. way, your, your first podcast, Ripper Magoos, mm. I was a huge fan of Timmy Bounceback. And mm. one of my questions was, where the hell has Timmy Bounceback been? And then you bring him into the studio today. He's right here videoing himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's running around. Look at him. He looks like he's looking for buried treasure In the here. background, running around. Timmy was a guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's fucking whack. Jesus, look I at this. love him. Look at this creature. I've already met him before, and I love him. No, he seems the best. No, Timmy, I met through Nick Swartzen, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, uh, and uh, he introduced us, and it was a tornado of just sin, basically, we met. And uh, he was on our first podcast, Rip Magoo's, obviously, with everything that happened with, like, the COVID stuff and everything. It kind of made it more complicated. We had a couple contract issues and whatnot, and uh, kind of just broke away from that show. It was great. You know, we were doing – it was uh, – you know, I'd love to bring it back. I'd like to bring it back more, though, on a live – thing i'd like to although i say take it back on a live show yeah. like bringing timmy to like a live show is the most dangerous thing in the world but uh <laughs> him and lauren sesselman were our two co-hosts and uh yeah we had a good run but now we have our new zaps podcast mm -hmm. it's called it's you know having a little bit of trouble getting it off the ground i think like 20 percent of our audience came back from magoos which was a struggle um but trying to kind of hopefully by plugging it right now the zap podcast i can steal a couple of your eye uh, listeners and 
All, this will help. You send them. us the army of twelve-year-olds. We'll give you all of our golf fanatics. All yes. our sixty-year-old dudes. It'll play be. A lot of golf. It'll be an equal oh, wait, trade. Six-year-old. I'm fucked. Yeah. yeah. What you, you're doing? Some weird stuff right now with with Zapped, or you want to at least like you're going to Oklahoma. You want to go tornado chasing, right? Is that the next thing up? Like you want to go storm chasing? Look at I, I I look at it this way. The world is in the craziest place ever right now with with everything going on, and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this. I want to do some of the things that. Uh, I've always wanted to do. One of my goals was to ever to, was to go tornado chasing. I don't know what it is. I have a fascination with tornadoes. Mm. I've spent probably fucking six hours yesterday, hungover in bed, just watching F five tornadoes just roll through more Oklahoma and whatnot. I don't know. It's just been a fascination of mine. So uh, I had a plan. I told my guys. I said we're going on a little road trip, guys. And they're like, "Where are we going?" I was like, "We're going to Tornado Alley, and we're gonna go chase these fucking tornadoes." And uh, they didn't feel safe about it. And I said, well, you have two choices. You either can continue to work with me or, you know, you're either chasing tornadoes with me or you're out. <laughs> or you're That's not. You either put your life at risk or, or you're, you're gone. Really you're going to yeah. need to tie Aaron to yeah. something. Aaron's the one. He, he ain't got a lot of weight to hold him down on one of yeah. those. No, things. but what I did was I contacted this guy, Reed Timmer, who is, uh, I guess, one of the most uh, notorious storm chasers. And he's been keeping me updated on when they're coming because I guess there's like they can tell you know, two to three weeks in advance of when these tornadoes are going to come and hit and all that stuff. You know, they have all the technology and whatever. So I'm on standby right now. I mean, like, literally, I might have to leave right now during this podcast to just maybe. Okay, well, just in case that happens, we got to get to our emergency (laughs) nine questions (laughs) that we do with every guest in case this happens. Let's hit it before Bob dies. All right, we ask this to to every guest. Movie about the life of Bob Menery, who plays it? Shia LaBeouf. Mm, Shia LaBeouf. Colt, who did you have for him? I had a young Seth Green. I love Seth Green, by the way. A young Seth Green. Yeah, that's just yeah. No, I, first I, thing that came to I mind. Just big fan. I, I was like a big fan of Shia. I just, when I was younger in the trying to the act days, I wanted like my goal. I wanted to be Shia LaBeouf. So that's the guy you looked at and said, that "I want to be him." He's yeah, gotten like, he's gotten like he's gotten doing some weird shit right now. Yeah, right? he had one, he had a really good. I forget what the movie was called though. He had a movie that was very successful that just came out that was really good. Uh, Honey something I think, but yeah, no, definitely back in the day, Shia LaBeouf was uh, my guy that I looked up to. All right, The Life of Bob Minnery, starring Shia LaBeouf. All right, number two. Here we go. We're getting into your love life a little bit right now. I know you're making a little... You made a recent, very public run at Jeannie Bouchard. Yes. You've also been linked to a golf... A little woman in the golf game, Katie Carney. Yes. Katie Carney, Jeannie Bouchard, both drowning in the ocean. You only have one life vest. You can throw it to one of them. Who do you throw it to? Fuck you guys for this one. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> you guys. E9. This is Drew Stoltz. Uh, yes. Drew, I would have to say. I'm sorry, Bob. Jeannie, look it. I, uh, I, uh, you know, me and Katie didn't work out, uh, but you know, I have to save Katie Carney because I haven't met you yet, Jeannie. I met you just virtually through Zoom, uh, and Katie and I have been through the ringer together. So, uh, and plus, if I save Katie, I have another chance with her. I think. I mean, because then she'd have to maybe come back to me. Yeah. If I saved save her, her fucking life. life. Yeah, you yeah. have so, to. So actually, so no, Jeannie's dead. No which, brainer, uh, Jeannie. R. I am Jeannie. sorry. That's gonna hurt yeah. your chances with Jeannie. Yeah. I'm sorry. She I, won't hear this. She's not a golf. You're, you're good. Yeah, but now I'm gonna plug it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna plug this by saying. Jeannie Bouchard or Katie Carney, find out at Subpar Podcasts. Yeah, so. that's perfect. Who Whose life am I saving? This is going to help you out. Dude. Exactly. You're welcome. All right. All right. Craziest thing you've bought with this newfound fame and money you've come into? Um, mm. I'm pretty tight with my uh, with my with my money. So the craziest thing I probably bought was a wow. That's a good question. Um, craziest thing I've ever bought. I mean. Probably just made a massive. I made a like made a couple massive bets. You know, gambling is Respect. on the on the up and up right now. Um, so I made a very significant Super Bowl wager this mm. year. Uh, this year, who I took the San Francisco 49ers, By the way, oh wow. mm. yeah, Ouch. it didn't work out too well. So I took the 49ers. I was looking great, uh, quarter three, and uh, then the uh, Kansas City Chiefs rallied back. But that was the most. I'll consider that a purchase because guess yeah, what? My fine. money my money went from here to there, and I. To Bovada. I'll totally yeah. accept that answer. Yeah. All right, we got 70. This isn't one of the questions. You got 70 grand extra right now from your recent visit to the stick. You're going to put a Super Bowl bet for this year. Who you got? I'll always bet the Super Bowl. Like, what I do is I'm not like a consistent sports better that sits there and bets like 16 games or whatever, you know, because I think obviously the likelihood of when you bet more and more and more, it favors the house the or house, whatever you yeah. want to call it. So um, I will definitely bet the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and I think uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking pretty good after their new little. Uh, Moves in the off season mm. with Tom Brady. Oh, they make some positions. They did gonna, a little something. Slays. Did they make some plays? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're okay. going to be fucking deadly this year. I think they're going to be fourteen and two and win the Super Bowl blind. 
Ooh, interesting. Can I have the rest of the NFC? Yeah, no. We'll figure out odds. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll get to that. All right, number four. All right, number four. Name a role in any movie ever that you think you would have been perfect for. Name a role in um, I mean, the fucking Joker. But I couldn't pull it off. The joke over pull. Joaquin. Wow. He yeah, this the, the, the Joaquin Joker. Or Heath? It would be called the Joker Live in Scottsdale Edition. <laughs> yeah, that's what it'd be because that's basically at my Bevy. Life. Yeah. At, at Bevy, <laughs> Skylines, and whatever the Joker. Highlighter, yep. whatever. Yeah. Best supporting actor, Johnny Mansell. <laughs> Johnny, he, perfect. I'll watch. Be I promise, I'll watch. Yeah, Oscar nods are in. Get place. me the fuck out of here, guys! <laughs> out of this fucking town now. Evacuation. All right, number five. Most money you've ever played for on the golf course. Uh, a lot. Uh, probably. I mean, I played some. I played some games where it's been up, where you know there's like thirty to forty thousand yeah. at risk. I think in LA. Um, I play. I played. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think in LA, I played one that was that big, and I played one in San Diego as well. That was one. That, Did you win? Um, I. Did not win, but I didn't lose. That was the most way. Like that was the max exposure. Was that I think? Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I think that I. I'm down in golf. I'm definitely down in golf. So don't down nobody question too. my handicap. I'm down in golf. I'm down so in golf slaves. last yeah. time too, dude. You want we'll team I'm off. I'm a fucking sometime. no. We're not going to team off. We're both yeah, down in golf. We're retired. We're teaming up together. Yeah, we're There's in the no right. I want Colt. I want Colt on yeah, my fucking team. Yeah, you can have team. Colt. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be good. your partner. All right. You actually did make an appearance in a big hit show, Billions. Oh God. How would you rate your acting skills on Billions? One out of ten. One out of You're ten. One out of ten. One. And I'll tell you why, because I had. This is actually a funny story. So I get uh, the Brian Cobbleman, who is, I think, one of the writer, writers, creators of Billions, hit me up. I was like, yo, we're trying to work you in the show, blah, blah. We have this fight going on. Rich Eisen was my uh, mm-hmm. guy who was a play-by-play guy. I was playing, like, the color guy during the boxing fight with McPhee or whatever the other guy is. And, Dollar uh, Bill. So basically, I, I forgot, you know, I'm coming, being one of the best acting coaches in the world, <laughs> you know, one of the things I always preach to my students was that you had to learn your lines beforehand, and you should probably get a good night's sleep before you go and shoot. Now, I just didn't give a shit. I, I don't know. So I went on set that day. We had a call time of 7 a.m., and uh, let's just say I, I met a girl, I think, in New York, and uh, we ended up hanging out till about 4 in the morning together. Showed up on set not knowing my lines at all. But I'm like, no big deal. I can figure it out. Little did I know the place was packed. It was a boxing fight. Mm-hmm. So they filled the whole entire boxing arena with like 2,000 people. Rich Eisen, Deontay Wilder was there. Uh, Stipo uh, Migovich, the, the UFC guy was there. It was like a big show. And I didn't know my lines. So I'm like, when are we shooting this? They're like, yo, it's like happening in like an hour. We're going to start shooting. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I can't remember <laughs> these lines, whatever. So. I try to, I try to. All of a sudden, they're like, all right, Bob, we're ready for you. Let's go. Now, Rich Eisen is the most buttoned-up professional guy ever. And Rich was like, you ready? Like, you know, what, how are we doing this? Whatever. My eyes are like bloodshot. I'm like, can't even like, communicate. And I was like, Rich, I have no idea. I don't know my lines, whatever. They're like, action! I'm like, uh, <laughs> didn't know what to say at all. Like, forgot. It. They had to cut like nine times in a row. Finally, I didn't know my lines. They're like, you know what, Bob, Rich, here's what we're going to do. Bob doesn't know his lines. You're going to do five rounds, just improv the whole entire thing together, go. So uh, we just, me and Rich sat there. They mocked up the fights. They Mm -hmm. were fighting. And uh, we had to just improv the whole entire thing. They cut out a lot of the stuff that we had said. But overall, to answer your question, yeah, it was not an Academy Award winning performance. I watched it last night. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. Dude, your acting coaching rates are going down quickly. I'm done. Yeah. Didn't know my lines. Hey, fall in love the night before. What are you supposed to do? Dude? God almighty. You know what I mean? I do All miss right. that girl. She Next one. Nice. What are we on? Eight? Eight. Right now? All right. Worst worst celebrity loop you ever had at Wilshire. There oh man. I mean it's a hard question. There really wasn't. Everybody was cool to me. Uh well, I mean, you'd you'd get guys that were just so bad at golf. And when you're a golf caddy, you know, the worst thing in the world is when you have four really, really, really shitty, shitty players that have no fucking idea how to play golf and they're hitting the balls everywhere and they don't understand the concept of golf. They don't get that, like, hey, like, just pick the fucking ball up. You know, a lot of these guys. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, worst celebrity golf. I, I, I either tip, pace of play, Tip anything. wasn't. Tip was always pretty standard, uh, but... 
Oh, God. Maybe, uh, what's his name? Fuck. Yeah. Who, the guy from... Uh, throw him under the bus. The guy, no, no, not throw Kill him under him, the bus. Bob. He's actually a great guy, but <laughs> the guy from... Uh, who actually was the best tipper there. The guy from Scary Movie. Uh, or no, 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 not Scary Movie. Um, fuck, what was it? Uh, Scream. Scream? Arnett? Arnett. David Arnett? David, David no, Arquette. 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 David Arquette. Arquette. David Arquette, yeah, yeah. David Arquette was like yeah. a... G when it came to like tipping like David would take care of everybody but his golf game I think struggled a little bit and I think I had a caddy for him a couple times David Arquette was probably one of the guys that was tough to go and chase balls I went into that round weighing 170 pounds I left weighing 150 <laughs> chasing his fucking golf balls around yeah. you said on two hours of you sleep. said scary movie I was like Damon Wayans like, yeah I no, no, no. <laughs> yeah I knew what you're talking about scream scream all right legendary last legendary one series what is Bob Minery doing five years from now I am hoping to own and operate a massive digital media company um, off of what I'm doing and also hoping to have a good partnership with a company like Twitch or, you know, a good partnership with the NFL and actually making this psychotic goal of mine, this first ever R-rated alternative way of broadcasting, um, a real thing where people are actually streaming into it and enjoying the product that we put out there. Um, So, yeah, building the first ever R-rated sports network would be awesome and having control over it. Awesome. Well, man, we really appreciate you taking the time and glad we got you before you start chasing tornadoes. Yeah. This yeah. This might be the last time we see you. Dude. This is it. It's been real mom and dad. I love you guys so much. You've done so much for me. If I don't make it out alive, it's awesome. been, it's been a run. <laughs> well, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Well, Slays, that was the one, the only Bob Minery. One of our more interesting interviews, I would say. I loved it. I like getting dudes that are outside of the sports world. And this guy's story is different like i said i had no idea about his whole background story he went through some stuff before mm-hmm. he became who he was i mean he was down and out went to la to be an actor comedian never really tried to be an actor comedian from what it sounded like but you know got into some some stuff got into some drugs went back to boston and two days three days later whatever it was bam he's on the cover of everything he's doing voiceovers he's buffalo wild wings and now i mean he's massive on social media yeah, massive over, over two and a half million followers on instagram um like you said an incredible story uh, I, I love, I mean, he is who he is and we're never going to ask a guest to not be themselves when they come in here. And I mean, what you see is what you get with Bob. He's, he's a little vulgar, um, but he's so entertaining. His voice is just incredible. It's unreal how good his voice is. And that's exactly why people like him. Like in this day and age where announcers really kind of can't say sometimes probably what they're thinking, they sugarcoat things or say it in the PC way. Bob will go- take that clip and say exactly what probably a lot of the announcers are thinking and people love it. I mean, I remember the first time I ever heard heard one of his clips it was a college football game and a quarterback went off on a sneak like hurtled over a couple defenders helicoptered into the end zone and bob and his voice i'd never heard of bob at the time went off on like this tirade with a bunch of stuff in it and i was like oh my god dude this announcer just lost his mind Mm -hmm. in the in the call he didn't even care like oh my god this is unbelievable and then i found out you know it was like a little parody like a little clip from bob but that's the first time i heard about bob but his voice is so good man and like people People like that right now. I mean, I, I think some of his stuff is funny. Yeah, and he's he's working on becoming an R-rated sportscaster, which uh, hopefully Thursday night football happens, and he's he's a part of that, like he like he told us. But it's entertaining, and it's it's not for everyone. But you know what? You have the option to change the channel. I think he's great, and I, I, he's got a huge future ahead of him. I think there's a ton of people that would be inter- yeah. interested in that R-rated broadcasting. We should have told them. Jeremy Roenick, a former guest of ours, is looking to do kind of the same thing. So it might be a rush to see who can get there first. But I think there's a huge market out there for just normal guys watching sports that don't really care about all the play-by-play stuff. Just want to hear funny, entertaining stuff the way they talk with their boys at home. So yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing how that shakes out for him. It was a lot of fun with Bob Menery, but... Now something that's not as fun for me. I had a bad week Finally, in our little gambling pool, which I'm not happy about. My picks are not really good starting out. I'm just going to blame it on Rust. Sure. But congratulations to you. You did very well last week. Producer Mark, would you like to give us a little update on the situation? Yeah, well, uh, Friday evening things were not looking very good for Drew. You know, his boy Sungjae had just missed the cut, you know, and uh, getting a little nervous there. But he came back big. His uh his top pick Rom only finished T thirty three, but his two long shot picks Abe Anser, Tyrell Hatton, solo second, top uh tied for third, and uh, he has cut this deficit to an eight hundred k lead. What was that? What was that two point nine going into last no, week? No, 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 or one point nine. I mean one point. Yeah, around one point yeah. seven right. five. Chopped the mill off. Chopped a quick milli. It's no problem. Hmm. A little um, disappointed. Some of my some of my 
yep. performances, but you know you, it's okay. You did have a, a top ten finish with Justin Thomas. Uh, Gary Woodland made the cut, but didn't do much for you after that. And then your long shots just you know didn't show well, up this week. That's what's frustrating for me, Sleaze, is I had four long shots written down, and I had to pick two of them. My other two long shots that I raced were Terrell Hatton and Abe Answer. And yeah. I took those. And the two I take, Luke List and Kevin Kisner, both missed the cut. Yeah, the long shots is where you make up all your money. Sure. I feel like I've been whiffing on my – I mean, I thought Sung J.M. was a sure thing to play at least, you know, top 20, top 25, something like that. I've been whiffing on my big guys, but luckily my two – when I looked up on Sunday and the nine holes left, I was like, they're both tied for the – I was like, one of them's, one of them's got to win yeah. this thing. One, and it would have wiped out the whole thing, but – Baby steps for the sleeves. Yeah. This thing's getting a little good tighter. Good week. Good I got to have it. This can't be yeah. just a runaway. It was a good week for you, but another massive week. An unbelievable field at one of the most fun tournaments on the PGA Tour, the Travelers Championship up in Connecticut. Like I said, star-studded field. And with your victory last week, you get the number one pick. With the first pick in the 2020 Travelers Championship, the Sleazy Man selects Bryson DeChambeau. You're going to do it. 14 to 1. This is the first. This Everyone's excited to see Bryson right now. I'm most excited to see him here because, like, Colonial and Harbortown don't really let you just air out the driver all over the place. I think he can do it pretty much as much as he wants to this week, and I'm excited. And, dude, this is crazy. When I was looking at his stats, he hasn't finished outside the top eight in his last five. But going back outside of that, top 15 in eight of his last nine. I mean, he hasn't had a bad week. So I need a, I need one of my top dogs to show up because my, my lower guys have been carrying the weight. Bryson, I, got, I mean, I feel pretty good about that. So you think you can smash it all over this – this golf course I think based on he, based on your history there or what? Based on Tiger Woods golf, A, don't ever come at me like that, you little hater. And B, <laughs> well, I'm just asking. B, it's just if he wants to hit driver here, he can do it. Colonial, there's so many holes on Harbortown especially. Like, you just can't hit driver. Here, he can't. If he wants to, he can try to do it. Well, I like the pick. Um, I obviously selected two guys because if I can't pick the same guy as you. And Bryson was my number one pick as well. Okay. Tough but break. I'm going to go with a guy that thinks he's found it. He thinks he's back. Me? No, not you. Oh. You always think you find it. I, I think until I have. the next time you tee I'm it up. Pretty sure I have. This guy's twenty to one. He doesn't have a great track record here, but when I think of this golf course, I'm just like, oh my, this guy should play really good here. And I'm encouraged with what I saw last week. Brooks Kepka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with hard him to as my number one he's, pick. He showed back up, almost snuck in there last week. Without that little shorty miss on the par five, things could have been different. But yeah, he's starting to look like old Brooks. So hard to knock a Brooks Kepka. Sure, pick. it looks like he's feeling well. Um, the knee doesn't seem to be bothering him too much, so I'm excited for him. I don't know why. I just I don't I don't have any reason behind it. I just look at the golf course and I'm like, man, this is. But like most He's golf Brooks. courses, I think Brooks Koepka could play good. Yeah, he can fit in anywhere. All right, our next pick from the 26 to one to 50 to one number, a man that's got an unbelievable track record yeah. here. Three wins, seems to always be in contention around this joint. Had to beat poor Corey Pavin in a playoff one year. Bubba, Bubba Watson. Not a fair fight. That no, was not. <laughs> it's not. That is a different weight class. But Bubba Watson is 33 to 1. Um, he's been playing a lot. He's obviously played the last two weeks. Um, I, I like what I'm seeing. Yeah, there's a few places you circle on the calendar for Bubba, especially here being probably 1A, Riviera, a couple others. Hard not to pick Bubba with mm -hmm. the track record. There's really two guys that you should pick out of this category. You just picked one, the other one being Paul Casey, who has an unbelievable track record around here. I'm going off script here. I'm going to pick oh. a, I'm not picking Paul Casey. I was fully invested to pick Paul Casey going into this, but I'm going a little bit off at 28 to one. You can get a man by the name of Justin Rose. Who's okay. showing a little bit of form recently. Third at colonial 14th at Harbor town, two courses that don't really let him hit tons of drivers. But ever since he switched back to his old equipment, he's looked like the Justin Rose we've come to know for years and years. And also I like to look at this going into the next week, 66, 65 on the weekend for Justin Rose. So something clicked on the weekend. He's finding it. I'm going to go, should probably be Paul Casey, but I'm not. Justin Rose, 28 to 1. I like that. Yeah, I understand not picking Paul Casey. He hasn't played in quite a long yeah, time. First he didn't play the first two. But, I mean, his track record at it's at TPC. If Paul sure. plays good this week, which you probably will, I'm going to feel like an idiot. There's I mean, two guys you should pick out of this category. Yep. You picked the one. I should have picked the other one. But I'm going with the gut here. Gut call, Justin Rose. All right, well, we'll see what happens. Let's get to the dark horses. This is where it gets fun. This is where the money gets made. I'm going to go with the guy that has played solid since he came back. He's got a 19th and a 21st. But from tee to green, he's been as good as anyone. Just wait for a week with a putter. I'm going Corey Connors. He's going off at 80 to 1, by the way. You really like him. I You've love very dude, He's high hitting it so good. I mean, it's just he needs one week to putt decent and he's gonna be right there he was 80 to 1 80 okay well, my first pick is also 80 to 1 finished t8 last year t6 the year before mm. little bulldog brian Harmon. Mm. i really like him around this joint um hasn't played 
really great late lately, but he's 50th in the FedEx, so he's obviously had some form throughout the year. Um, but just kind of a gut feeling, kind of like his, he like plays, his style around here. He plays great there, even though in theory, like, it's not the track. Like, he's not one of the bombers, quote-unquote, who seem to have so much success here. But for whatever reason, it fits his eye. He's played but good That's one there. thing that's awesome about this golf course is it's another one that any type of game can win. I mean, like I mentioned, Bubba Watson beat Corey Pavin, Corey Pavin. in a Pavin. playoff. I mean, I'm Scott Verplank was in a playoff there one year. Um, I mean, Jordan Spieth's not technically a bomber. Neither is Daniel Berger, and they're in a playoff one year. Ches Reeve won by four shots last year. It's one of those ones where anyone can win, it seems like. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Daniel Berger. He WD'd this week. I'm shocked he's not playing after the, the couple weeks that he's had. And by the way, quick stat on him. He's got 35 rounds consecutively of par or better. Only, I'm sorry, 32. Only needs 35 to eclipse the great Tiger Woods for most consecutive rounds of par or better, well, which I think is wild. He's made about $2 million the last two weeks. He's like, I'm going to go home and you enjoy know what? this a I'm little straight. bit. I'll just head back to the beach for a bit. But, yeah. Um, all right. That's a good pick. Not going to hate on it. I wrote, I wrote two down here. I was fully expecting you to pick one of them. That's why I audibled here. I had Scotty Scheffler at 80 to 1, but I'm not going to go with him. I'm going to move it up just a little bit. A guy that's been playing some pretty solid golf, too. Victor Hovland is 60 to 1. 23rd, 21st the last two weeks. Not not incredible, but pretty solid play coming back. 68-66 to close out Harbortown, too. So he's coming off a great weekend there. I'll go with the young gunner, Victor Hovland. Always love Victor Hovland. All right, mine's 100 to 1. Okay, I see you. Yeah, pretty, pretty long shot. But a guy, this is basically his hometown event. Finished T2nd last year, had a disastrous double bogey on on the 71st hole, coming down the stretch, was battling Ches Reeve out. Finished tied for eighth in 2017. I know he wants to win this tournament. It means so much to him. Keegan Bradley yep. is my guy. Yep, not a bad pick. Maybe a little bit easier. He played great last year. Maybe a little easier without all the and distractions and stuff to go with the fans and the ticket requests and all that stuff playing at home. So, yeah. Well, it's going to be you. yeah, it's going to be an exciting week around an awesome golf course. Everyone enjoy the Travelers Championship, and we'll be back next week on Golf Subpar. <laughs>